Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this episode of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. We're in Season 3 of the Next Step Podcast, where we're looking at the book Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas from Next Step Press. In this episode, I get to sit down with singer-songwriter Brooke Orozco as she talks us through one of the unique hymns in this hymn journal. It's a song called To Us, and it begins on page one of the hymn journal. We also invite Katie Helmreich, one of the visual faith ministry artists who did the artwork and illustrations for chapter one, to join us on the podcast today as well. After a brief introductions and a prayer, you'll hear Brooke and Katie read the Isaiah passage on page five of the book. I'll read the devotion on page six, and then I'll talk to Brooke a little bit about her process for sitting with the text and coming up with the, the song that is in the hymn journal to us. After we take a listen to that song, we'll also talk with artist Katie Helmreich about her artwork, first on page nine, but then also back on page three. We'll discover together that Brooke's process for sitting with the text and creating music is very similar to Katie's process for sitting with the text and creating art. And before we're done, we'll talk a little bit about what next steps Jesus might have for these two women of faith as we head into the Advent and Christmas season. The weather's turned a bit colder up here in Michigan. It snowed yesterday, but it's melted by today. We're getting ready for celebrating a COVID Thanksgiving. We've had COVID in our household, and so we're in quarantine. We'll be getting groceries delivered and making a small turkey for the seven of us in the house. But wherever you are, however you're celebrating Thanksgiving, however you're getting ready for Christmas, whatever you happen to be facing this week, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for taking time to take a small next step with us on this journey of faith. Brooke Orozco and Katie Helmreich join us the Next Step Podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Hey. Hey, Katie, where in the world are you today? I'm in Bay City, Michigan. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Awesome. How about you, Brooke? Well, I'm kind of half between Fenton and Flint right now. So, like, we're in the middle of moving. And um, um, right now I'm in Fenton, but, like, half of all my stuff and half of all my family is in Flint. So I don't feel like I'm really all the way here. Uh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of, I don't feel like I'm all the way here either, but that's a little bit of a different story. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm also of that opinion. <laughs> it's hitting me in many directions. So I can't believe we're still talking about COVID. Uh, how has that affected your ministry there at New Life Lutheran Church? Well, we um, had a few people get sick and test positive for COVID like like a few Sundays in a row. And so we went to online only worship for last Sunday and this coming Sunday as well. Hmm. And um, yeah, we're just kind of massaging the whole what to do next with the government shutdown for till December 8th with high schools and stuff like that. So we're, we're still like, you know, figuring those details out. Yeah, it's a little crazy. How about you, Katie? How has COVID affected your family or your church? Well, for the most part, it's been, I don't want to say a non-issue, but it hasn't been a serious issue Mm -hmm. directly. It's been going pretty well. Kids are still in school and Ben's still able to go into the office a little bit here and there, and we're still able Mm -hmm. to worship in the sanctuary. Great. Well, that's good news. 
Hey, as we get started today, we're, we're looking at chapter one in the new Light in the Darkness hymn journal for Advent and Christmas. Uh, we're going to go to page five and read from Isaiah nine. Uh, but before we do that, please allow me to pray. Come Holy Spirit and open our hearts and minds. Uh, as Isaiah penned these words so long ago, you are there present with him. Will you please be present with us today? Jesus, come and give us the gifts you would have us receive today. Amen. Amen. All right, from Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Hmm. Thanks, you guys. Uh, and is there was there anything that jumped out at you this time through those familiar passages from Isaiah 9? I always like when there's a reminder verse that it is God who is doing all of these things. Yeah. Mm. So that we're not supposed to be joyful, and then you better be joyful. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this, which is always a relief. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love it's that it's the zeal too. Like he's going to do it and he's like all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I like the certainty of that. It says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just so clear. Don't worry about it. I got this. I like the gladness. I mean, ever since I've been, uh, you know, I worked on that delight book for a couple of years and it just came out this fall and I'm still g delight and gladness right. and joy. Those kind of capture my attention. So joy at the harvest, yeah. glad as when they divide the spoils. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, those are pretty big party words there. Yeah. Those yeah. are party words. <laughs> yeah. And of course the lists of his names are just beautiful. And, and that the, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given. That reminds me so much of the, the Luke two passage from to you, this day is born a child. Uh, and, and to us is, that's the name of the song that goes with this chapter, Brooke, that you wrote. And I want to listen mm -hmm. to that in just a second, but I want to first go to the devotion on page six. The words merely us come from that song. And uh, here's the devotion. Some seasons of life make Christmas seem a little less wonderful. I was stuck in one of those seasons, between the wide-eyed wonder of childhood and the joyful reunion of home from college, when I received a gift that moved me more than I thought possible. Most of the two Justin gifts were typical and thoughtful, nothing too surprising. I'd given up the childish drama of crying over socks when I had expected toys, so the terry cloth bathrobe was, well, nice, and about as exciting as I expected. Ho, ho, ho had turned to ho, ho, hum. As I opened the last present with my name on it, however, something changed. I didn't expect what I found in that small, slender package. And deep down inside, I didn't want to be too cool for Christmas. 
My wide eyes and slack jaw came from the value of the gift, but the tears, the tears came because of what the gift said about me. That surprisingly wonderful gift was a wristwatch. I know, I know, not much more exciting than socks, but this was an expensive watch, a beautiful watch, a man's watch. Mom and Dad gave me a gift of value that said something about me. I was transitioning from the little kid who only wanted toys to the kind of man who would could use a sophisticated new watch, so I wept at that surprisingly wonderful gift. Something like that is going on in Isaiah chapter 9. When we were left in the dark, too cool for Christmas, separated from God and living far away from the kingdom and the king, a surprisingly wonderful gift was given. Check the tag. It has your name on it. For us, a child. For us, a son. The value of the gift is enough to make your eyes open wide and your jaw hang limp in astonishment. But what brings tears of joy is what the gift says about you. You are not forgotten. You are not alone. You are not too old or too late or too skeptical to receive this gift. Your faith is maturing. One day you will be full grown and you are part of the king's family already now and forever and ever. To us a child is born Unto us a child Taken from his glory and brought into the body. To us a child is born, unto us a child. Though we were still helpless, Jesus chose to come to Those are the first two verses of To Us 
by Brooke Orozco. Brendan Norp is playing guitar. And Brooke, I was wondering, I, I see how important to us is in this whole song. It's the the yeah. title. It's the first two words. It's the last words of every chorus, the last words of the song. Uh, tell me more about your idea in putting together a song that focuses so much on, on those two words, to us. Well, first of all, directly from the text, it's repeated um, as well. And so I just kind of picked up on that. Um, also it's a super special part of that text for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given, just like you talked about earlier that Jesus was given to us. And that concept is just so personal. I think it just really connects with me because it's personal. I love the phrase to us, merely us. God has shown Mm. his grace to us. Tell me more about merely us. Oh gosh. That, um, I think what that does is just unpack the wonder of the fact that Jesus came to me, um, merely, you know, just me, you know, like why would God do that for me? Um, I remember we were singing this song at a Kiwanis club, uh, Christmas party. And it was after I had uh, survived a near death experience in a car accident. And Mm. we were performing this song and I was already kind of, you know, on edge emotion wise, because it just was, you know, an emotional time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we got to that part in the song and I sang to us, merely us. And I just started weeping. I just like came out and I was like, Oh my word. (laughs) But it, it just hit me so much in that moment. Like God saved me from death and why would he, you know, do that? And then of course you think merely just me, you know, why did it even matter? And what makes me so special and nothing does. I mean, everything does, right. The whole delight concept that you write about, it turns out, you know, I am worth it to him. But then there's also the, just the humility of why would, why, you know, why? Yeah. It reminds me of King David in in the Psalms when he says, what, what, what are we humans that God, you'd even notice us and you look at this universe and you care about us. That's, that's amazing. That's so cool. Hey, one of the things I like uh, about the song here is, is how this, you, you change a phrase. It's almost the same in each of the verses, but it's not quite. The first verse says, Jesus chose to come to us. And then the second verse says, he loved enough to come to us. And the final verse says, his desire is to come to us. And I love that kind of movement from uh, something that happened in the past to something that's happening like already now, right right now, this Advent Christmas season. Uh, I think the movement of those of those words and re-saying things, again, the inspiration for the the poetry in the song mm-hmm. really comes from that Isaiah passage. I just kind of built all that, playing with the words, reorganizing the words, and and helping that the thought and the gift of the thought really unpack itself in the song. Yeah, I, I can see that really clearly. That second verse, it, it kind of goes, it gets to that whole creation. I'm small in the midst of all this creation thing. It's the whole creation that's rejoicing, and it is coming to us. Like like to me, it's. It's like a gift with my name on it. That's that's awesome. Katie, let me ask you, is is this a song that was familiar to you at all before this hymn journal got put together? No, not at all. I'd never heard it. So when I when I was assigned this hymn or offered this hymn, I listened to it and I thought it was a very peaceful song. Yeah. I don't always gravitate towards 
some of the contemporary songs that have so much repetition, but I really valued the repetition in this one because it was a different angle of the Advent story, hmm. I suppose, that to focus on the fact that this was a gift to us. And so that the tempo of the music, the repetition really helped me unpack that. And I think it... I, I really valued this this song. It's been stuck in my head quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me too. Hey, Brooke, when you hear somebody talk about your song like that and and the how meaningful it is and how it's more peaceful and the repetition really helped you focus on on the gift. What as as a musician, as an artist, how do you respond when someone talks about your music that way? It's um, a gift to hear that. You know, it hmm. really is. To me, it, it feels. Um, it just feels like, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. And that's the weird thing. I don't, I don't want to sound weird about that. But when she said that, I thought, yeah, that's exactly what I was feeling in that moment writing that song. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to communicate. So it's, it's, it's uh, fulfilling to hear that. But I also mm. hear it a little bit outside myself just to say, I agree with that about that song that's also outside of me, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because right. it wasn't created to just keep. It was created to share. So I kind of am listening and agreeing. Mm-hmm. So did you sit down and, you know, draw your chart and do some diagrams and say, this is this song, I want to do this certain way? How, when, when Are you conscious of things like tempo or the, the feeling? How, how do you compose music like this? What does it look like for you? For me, it starts with scripture. Um, I just read that verse and thought to us and, and to us and boy, that's repeated. And I just started musing on that. And, Mm -hmm. um, so the guitar part and the vocal part all came at once together. Hmm. And then, uh, I went back and, and tweak some things and correct some things and did more crafting on, on the, on the words themselves. And actually my husband, Sam helped me figure out how to make that bridge. Cause I got stuck mm-hmm. there. And every time I sing that bridge, I think about that moment. Cause we were still dating at that time. It was in college. And, um, and I remember when he came up with that great idea and I thought, wow, I could marry this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's got something to offer in the musical realm and the art realm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the bridge is the every woman, every man, though you may not understand that's the bridge. That's the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll listen to that in, in just a second. But uh, it's really neat to think of you meditating meditating on scripture and this music and this song being the result of your meditation on scripture and your interaction with someone else who's helping you follow Jesus. So all of that yeah. is, is really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead and listen to, we'll start with the bridge and then the third verse of To Us performed by Brooke Orozco and Brendan Norb. Every woman, every man, though you may not understand, your name is known, you are not alone, he's holding out his hand. Accept his gift of grace, in that moment he'll erase all the sin that haunts you, his desire is to come.
if you turn the page to page eight, you'll see a faith experiment. And here's where Katie's artwork comes in. Let me actually to set this conversation, why don't I just go ahead and read this faith experiment? The faith experiment is called To You From Jesus. Everything Jesus did from his birth in Bethlehem to his baptism in the Jordan, from his teaching in the synagogues and on the mountainsides to his suffering under Herod and Pilate, from his humble service to his glorious resurrection, everything Jesus did, he did for you. As you add color to the scenes from the life of Jesus on the next page, prayerfully consider Jesus and his work for you. Invite the Holy Spirit to shape the life of Jesus in you and add your name to the gift tag. Jesus intends for you to receive the gift of his life and ministry again this Christmas and throughout the year. Uh, and then it says in the in the gift box below, uh, on page eight there, in the gift box below, sketch your own scene from the life of Jesus. Could be Gabriel announcing good news to Mary or Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem or Jesus wrapped in swelling clothes or greeting Anna or greeted by Anna and Simeon. Choose any scene that's personally meaningful. Everything Jesus did, he did for you. I guess, Katie, I wanted to start with the question. You, you kind of got to do that faith experiment before anybody else because I, I asked you to do some of these scenes, but I didn't tell you which ones to do. So mm -hmm. when you were invited to to add scenes from the life of Jesus that were meaningful for you, you chose these. Tell me why. Well, I think when you were first giving me some suggestions on what you were looking for on this page, you said like eight to nine. And mm -hmm. once I started listing stories that I thought would be really cool when you picture them as a gift to me, I had to really think through like, okay, well, now I have like 20 and he only wants yeah. nine. <laughs> so I had to print it way back. And I think this what, like 10 on here. So I yeah. didn't follow the directions. <laughs> but all of these were really cool because when you really think about it on a personal way, not just this is his story. It does mm -hmm. change things. It's just a shade different in the way each of these things impacts you. I felt like the Last Supper was a given. Uh, we talk mm -hmm. about that a lot when we're talking about Holy Communion and how it's for us. Uh, Jesus baptism. Yeah, pretty, pretty explicitly given and shed for you. It's kind of, it's kind right. of right there in the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the resurrection and his prayer in Gethsemane. I've mm. always loved Jesus and the little children. Yeah. Um, the... Jesus with the disciples out in the lake there, I I was picturing after the resurrection when Jesus was making them breakfast. That one, I don't know why. It always touches me. I love that story. Yeah. And the teaching and the transfiguration, helping so many sick people, and then obviously mm. the suffering on the cross. So many things. You can just keep adding gifts all over the place. I like the picture and of him praying. That's a really special one because... He gives us the, you know, an example of, of how, of how to pray, but you also mm -hmm. find Jesus praying all the time. And so, you know, he's just showing us, you know, this is important, you guys. I'm, it's so important that I'm going to go away and do it for hours at a time, you know, mm -hmm. and that is a gift to, uh, to show us how important that is. Yeah. The time he spent in prayer is a gift to you. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, it look, Katie, it looks like you had fun coming up with different bows and, and you know, the, the to and from Jesus tags. Did, did you end up writing your name in any of the to and from Jesus or have you, have you done that yet? 
I haven't done that yet. I was just afraid that I was going to spell Jesus's name wrong on one of these. Like, I keep going back and checking even now. I'm like, oh yeah, that's got all five letters. That's so funny. <laughs> well, do you ever do that like at Christmas where you like write someone's name out and you spell it wrong on the two, like two brook and you forget an O or something? I mean, yes. it's just too broke. Yeah, uh, yeah, too broke. Yeah, it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. Too broke to get the present. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love this page and I love how it worked out. And I'm looking forward Me to, a, a, as I add color to these pages, thinking about what it means for Jesus' baptism to be done for me or his healing to be done for me. That's that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could like spend, very- I'm sorry, I was just thinking you could spend the whole Advent season just on this page because you think about each of the scenes and what that really means when, if, if this is Jesus' gift to me, Wow, you could spend like all day thinking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the one one scene at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we could come up with a, a, a Katie. I know you and Valerie Matthias. Uh, she was the lead illustrator on this book. You just did a, a Facebook Live uh, about the Jesse tree, and the Jesse mm-hmm. tree kind of works a similar way, where you've got a scene, and then each of those scenes helps tell the story. I, you know, I, I guess we could carry over that idea from the Jesse tr- from from this devotion to the Jesse mm-hmm. tree, that all those things that were done throughout the story of salvation were done for us, uh, kind of with your name on it. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me a little, could you just give me a, a quick commercial for what that Jesse Tree project was all about? Well, the Jesse Tree tradition is very, very, very old. Uh, the idea was, even from medieval times, that if we have an image and we go through the story in order, it will help everyone have a deeper understanding of what this is. So that the Old Testament is in a collection of separate stories about separate people. All of, all of scripture is about Jesus. And so the Jesse tree tradition then takes you through a variety of stories from the Old Testament and shows then how they are linked to Jesus, how God promised this from the beginning and was very purposeful in working his plan and then fulfilled all of those things in Jesus. And as you and Valerie did this together, you created scenes kind of like you did on this page. And and you could almost, I mean, you could almost put the two Justin from Jesus on, on each of the Jesse tree ornaments as well. Yeah, you really could. Hey, I, I wanted to before we're done look at the the art that's at the very beginning of this chapter. Uh, this is on it's on page three of the book, and you could have done anything on this page, and you chose to again begin the page with to us and end the page with to us. I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about what's going on on this page and and why. I thought it was really fun to listen to Brooks process in writing the music because substituting artwork for music we did the exact same thing (laughs) it's really fun because we started with the scripture and to us was i mean i knew that to us was the title of the song but to us stood out and so it had to be central it had to be the bookends and then god is the center and grace is just abundant and i loved the uh the creation praising him and wonderful counselor, all of these, these heavens, these big ideas. So I knew there had to be stars and I knew there Mm. had to be gifts. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it came together. This just felt like the right place. And there were a couple of places. I I texted my mom some options for how to do this capital G (laughs) and she's Mm -hmm. like, well, let's do this. A little problem solving there too. And it just came together. 
You know, it strikes me the Isaiah 9 text has a certain poetry to it. And then Brooke mm-hmm. kind of piggybacked on that poetry in, in her song. And and Katie, I think you've done the same thing here in the art. There's there's a kind of poetry to this, right? You have two us, two us at the beginning, at the end, and then the God, right? God and grace in the middle. And then a child is born and God's grace is shown to us. Those are parallel. So you've got this mm-hmm. almost uh, Hebrew poetry chiastic structure yeah. in in the artwork here. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it, it's neat to hear that you enjoy doing this too. That, that's that's neat. It's always good, and I never get to wrap my gifts with things that are this pretty. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you don't put so real pine you... cones on your gifts. Come on, yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, no sprigs of juniper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, I I really appreciate talking to both of you artists about the creative process and about how how, to see how Isaiah 9 and your meditation on the word turned into music and art Uh, as as we're moving forward here into this Advent and Christmas season. Is there something from our conversation today that you guys would would take with you as a next step following Jesus? I kind of want to think more about this to us thing. I think it's going to be fun to to picture those two words at the beginning of the rest of the season. Oh, that's great. Say, say some more about that. How might you think about the to us at the beginning in, in this season of Advent Christmas? How, how are you going to use that to us phrase? Well, you were mentioning the Jesse tree idea and my family and I are going to pull that out in a few days and start that again. And we always talk about where is Jesus in this story? Where is Jesus in the Abraham story, the parting of the Red mm-hmm. Sea, all of these things. But I think this will be part of our conversation too. So it's about Jesus, but because it's about Jesus, this means it's for you, Noah. It's for you, at least it's for me as your mother. And what does that, what does that mean? Yeah. I think that's kind of what I pick up on, on too, Katie is just the, the personalization of it all is, is just so it's touching because Christmas can be so fast and furious and it can be, mm-hmm so commercialized and so like big grandiose scale stuff. And it is all that big, important um, fanfare because it's God coming to earth. But then you think about where he came and he came to simple people, you know, in a stable, you know, not even able to have a room and an inn. And you think about the simplicity of how God came and to whom he came. It just, uh, Wow, to like to me, it's to me. He came to me, and it's so personal. And I'm really looking forward to spending time on that page that you created with all the different scenes, because sometimes I just put God like in this, in this. I leave him in the Bible. You know, I know the Bible mm-hmm. story. I know the transfiguration. I know what happened. You know, in the feeding of the five thousand. I know the scene of Jesus with the kids. You know, and I just kind of leave him there sometimes. And and just to think, oh, well, why did Jesus do that? What is if, if I think about that moment in history, that real historical moment that happened, and if I think that I was on Jesus' mind when he was doing that, mm. so what, it, what, do I, what can I hear in that for me? Merely me, merely us. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Katie, Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on the Next Step Podcast today. I really enjoyed speaking to both of you. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. That was Brooke Orozco and Katie Helmreich talking about the book Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas from Next Step Press. You'll find a link to that resource in the description of this podcast, as well as a link to the Facebook learning community where we talk about light in the darkness, 
and the CD A Light in the Darkness by Brooke Roscoe and Brendan Norp. Like all of our podcasts, this episode was made possible in part by the generous support of Next Step patrons. If you'd like to help support the mission of enabling people to delight in taking a small next step following Jesus, then please consider becoming a Next Step patron today. Well, as you head into this Advent season, as you add color and sit with the devotions and scriptures in this hymn journal, I'm looking forward to what you post on the Facebook page and what conversations you have with your friends and family members as you consider all of Jesus' work done for us, for me. That's how uniquely and individually you are loved. Yes, the cross. Yes, the open tomb. Yes, the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come and also his birth in Bethlehem, his dedication at the temple, his temptation in the wilderness, his teaching, his healing, everything Jesus did, he did for you. And that confidence go out into your week in great joy as we head towards Christmas and the celebration of Epiphany. We'll see you next time at Next Step Press.